the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon to you. Welcome to Southern California Live. It is Pastor Scott Furrow of the First Baptist Church of San Diego and the Cultivating Ethos Show on KPRZ every Sunday or every day at 1130 a.m. It's great to be with you again today here on Southern California Live. And I'll be with you again tomorrow. And as always, I'm looking forward to our time together. Looking forward to your calls. You can give me a call at one eight 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 fifty two talks one eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. If you'd like to be part of the program today, how you doing today? Uh, you know, if you are uh, here in Southern California and you're a baseball fan, you know how you are today. You're a little tired, and you're feeling a little different in San Diego versus L.A. Uh, because of that game last night, which was uh, deja vu, the game we had uh, several years ago where the Dodgers, if you watched it, uh, hit four home runs in the eighth inning to uh, ultimately defeat the Padres and stay in the race for the National League West. And uh, I'm tired. It's hard watching games like that. It keeps me up. And then, you know, what happens is I should go to bed, but then I keep watching all the replays on my phone and all of that. So uh, the good news is I've got... Uh, some coffee with me, which I hope that you do too, because that's uh, a great afternoon tradition for me, or maybe you have some other ones, but I like the coffee, the brew of the believer, the refreshment of the redeemed, good cup of coffee. And uh, that'll that'll keep us going for our way home today, our afternoon. And a few things in the news. What I want to talk about today ultimately is work, the wisdom of work in this hour. And if you've got some thoughts on that, one eight 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 fifty two talks 888 Seven. Love to have a conversation with you about that. I was going through the news. You ever just go through the news? There's some stories on there, and I read a lot. I read a lot of news to try to figure out what's going on. You know, big story today, no government shut down. I didn't really expect that. They're not, they're not going to do that. It kind of uh, doesn't work for either side, and it just ruins a bunch of people's vacations and uh, you know, makes a bunch of park workers lose pay, and it's pretty terrible when that happens. So that was never really a threat. Raising the debt ceiling? That's the next one. Janet Yellen, she says that our country will run out of money on October 18th if we don't raise the debt ceiling and our country will default. Uh, This is not extra debt. This is money we've already spent. And it's not money. It's not your tax dollars uh, that we've already spent. This is we've we spent your tax dollars a long time ago. They're long gone. This is just all debt. All of it is debt. We are $30 trillion in debt as a nation. You know that when people say our country is broke, we're not broke. If someone were to give us $30 trillion, then we would be broke. Then we would have zero. That would, that's how bad it is out there. Anyway, they'll raise the debt ceiling. Otherwise, there's default. And then, you know, I guess nobody gets their Social Security payments and other stuff. And a lot of this is just a political football that we see all the time. Uh, job numbers are kind of depressing out there. And, uh, you know, a lot of this is because people are, have been paid not to work. And uh, people are getting used to that. It worries me. Because there's something about work that it actually gives dignity to the person. Another news story today, 75% of people in Venezuela today are now in extreme poverty. Uh, Extreme poverty means you're starving. You don't know where your meal is going to come from. It's not just poor. It's not just broke. It's extreme poverty. And uh, the socialist experiment down there uh, failed like it fails everywhere else. You know what kills me is that every time we have these failure stories, 
Somebody always says, well, they just didn't have the right leadership and they didn't know what they're doing. For 100 years, people have been saying that, and it fails every time. Who could have guessed? You know who the best explanation, best person who gives an explanation of this? Right off the cuff is Vin Scully. A few years ago in a Dodger game between the Dodgers and the Brewers, right in the middle of the game, Vin Scully says this. Roll that, roll that clip. Socialism failing to work as it always does, this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free and all of a sudden there's no food to eat. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, 0-2. Oh <laughs> you know, the best part of that quote, I think, is anyway, 0-2. Oh it just gets right back into the game. It's just uh, we, uh, we love what's going on with the Dodgers announcers, but Vin Scully is the best ever. It's, and it is that simple. And, you know, pastorally, spiritually, I talk about this because that value of work, it matters. And it does make people poor. We're supposed to be reaching out to the oppressed and to the poor and helping them. And I think the motivation, and if you're listening and you're like, yeah, socialism is the way to go, you know, please, please study the history of it because it's not helping people. It doesn't help people anywhere. It just doesn't. And I guess you can call me up if you want to debate that, 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'm not really wanting to talk about that as much today as something that is core to it. It is about work, the dignity of work. Uh, lots of other new people, people have weird jobs out there. Um, it's, you know, everybody has something different that they're doing. One of the news stories that is, I just heard it on uh, the radio, and this, so this is making the radio news, right? Singer Shakira was attacked by wild boars who stole her purse while in Barcelona. I'm glad that's making the news today because I've been worried about getting attacked by wild boars myself. Uh, and she was in Barcelona. I guess that's why Carl Malden used to tell us to get traveler's checks, uh, you know, and now Visa will probably protect her from any author, unauthorized spending from the wild boars. She's just going to have to prove that she wasn't the one doing the spending. Glad that's in the news today. Some people have weird jobs, right? Musicians, that's an odd job. Professional musician, like people at her level. That's a very strange job. You know what else is a weird job? Pastor is a weird job. Let me tell you something. This job, it's a strange job. A lot of people don't know what a pastor does. I think uh, some people think your pastor just drinks coffee all day, like probably I do, uh, and golfs. Uh, you know, in my office, I've got a set of golf clubs there. They're really just there for looks to make it look like I'm cool, but I haven't been out there for a long time. I've got a guitar in my office that I don't know how to play, uh, but it also makes me look cool, helps me relate. You know, I, one time I put the guitar on over my shoulder. I was going to do this uh, devotional for a young person group, and I put the guitar on, and I spoke to them all the time, and people are looking at me going, wow, I didn't know he, he played the guitar. He's going to sing something. And I'll tell you what, for that 15 minutes while I had that guitar over my shoulder, everybody was on the edge of their seat leaning into every word I had to say. I gave my message, shared the gospel, put the guitar up, and didn't play a note. And they said, what was the guitar for? And I said, I just wanted you to pay close attention. And it worked. It was a great tool, I got to tell you. Weird job Pastor has. Um, we are losing the value of, of work, the virtue of work. And from a Christian standpoint, this is something that's an apologetic. You know, something that's interesting is just about every philosophy, every religion, every uh, religious philosophy or mythical story that has to do with the creation of the world. Just about every story, work is included as part of whatever that version of the fall is. Work is something that came out of Pandora's box and it's bad. And work is something that is something forced upon us in some 
old views by the gods. But you know what's different about the scriptures is work was something that was given to us before the fall. It's something that the Adam and Eve were commanded to do, to take care of that garden. Work was something that was holy. It was something that was right. It was not the result of sin, not the result of fall. the fall. Now, after the fall, work became something that was you know, a pain, um, and it became something else altogether uh, in, that way, in that way. Not really altogether. Still, there's a virtue of it that needs to be uh, regained by us, I want to say. 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Here's what I want to hear from you. What are the things that you have learned about work that have been valuable lessons for you? Things that you would share. If you were speaking to a group of people younger than you, however old you are, okay, there's always people younger than you. It doesn't matter. If you're 100 years old, there are, there are people who are 65 who aren't retiring. You can go talk to them. If you are 40 years old or 20-year-olds just getting out of college, what do you tell them? If you're 20, year old, 20 years old... What are you going to tell those high schoolers getting their first job? Uh, 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. What, did you, what have you learned? My first job, I might have mentioned this before, was at a construction company. I was 15 and a half. And uh, I don't know if you can even work at 15 and a half. But since when I was a little kid, I always wanted a job. It was always something I wanted to do. And this was my first actual paying job other than mowing lawns at the church or whatever I could do to, to make some extra money. And I can't remember my, my, my boss's first, his first name was Cliff. I know that. I don't remember his last name, but I know he looked like Frankenstein. He had a flat head and he was green and he had bolts in his neck and he was kind of just all stitched together and he was tall and crotchety. And this guy would find something for me to do, even if there was nothing to do. And a lesson that I learned from him, one time, one of those chores that he gave me was there was these screens, the screens that go on windows and the construction workers had splattered a little bit of stucco on the edges of them. He gave me some kind of solution, and he said, I want you to get that stucco off these screens. It was tiny little things. And it was really hard to get leverage on it. And I remember I was sitting on the ground, and I was sitting, you know, uh, what do we have to say? We have to change it now. But uh, I was sitting uh, uh, crisscross applesauce, right? That's what we have to say. And uh, so I'm sitting down like this on my rear end, and I see Cliff Frankenstein looking at me, and he's frowning. And I'm wondering, I am struggling to get this stuff off, and the solution he gave me doesn't make any sense. It didn't do anything. And I'm trying to get this stuff off, and I'm just trying to get leverage and all of this. And what he did was he came over, and he took a knee next to me. He grabbed the thing. He didn't have very good leverage either, and he couldn't get the stuff off. But he started to scrub, and he said, this is how you do it. Never, ever sit on your behind while you're working. And I thought... That's an interesting thing, you know, because I thought I was working. I was getting, you know, trying to get leverage and everything, but he did not like it at all that in a construction job, I was just sitting on my behind, uh, even though in my mind that was the best way to do it. He showed me another way to do it. And, you know, I don't even know if I agree with him, and now I have a job where I sit in my behind all the time. I'm sitting down right now, and I know that some of you are, but it's different than, you know, the office job. We should stand up, though. It's better for us. And he taught me this great lesson that even the most menial of tasks that we should be putting in our best virtuous attitude toward it, that it was just in his mind wrong to be sitting down on the job. I had heard that phrase before, sitting down on the job, and I never took it literally. He was very literal about it. And now I'm always sensitive to that whenever I look around about that. I thought it was a great lesson that I got from Cliff Frankenstein in my first job, and it helped me uh, work really hard. In the book of Proverbs, 
And we've been talking about Proverbs this week and uh, getting into some wisdom. And I think it's important because when we look at this world today, I think we're sorely lacking in wisdom. I think it's one of the socialism problems, right? Lots of things sound good and it tugs on our our heartstrings, and we feel like we really, we really come at it from, I think, some people, from a notion of, hey, we can really help people, but it's kind of an elitist attitude. You just don't really realize it at first. You're doing it because you want to help. Um, it takes away for the regular people their sense of dignity in work. I had an opportunity when I was in high school to go to East Germany. Uh, before, uh, right, yeah, before the wall fell, I got to go to East Germany. It was right after Ronald Reagan made his famous speech over there where he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And uh, there was a spot, you know, where he said it and tourists would gather there. And there was it was a great thing in front of that wall. And but they took us in. They took us in through Checkpoint Charlie. And we go over into East Berlin and we had to get a different tour guide and a whole different thing. And as a propaganda tour is what it was. They had very specific shops that we were allowed to go in. Everything else around us would close. In fact, me and a buddy, Jason, we uh, we did what we were not supposed to do. We we're high schoolers. That's what you do. We left the group, and we started uh, going down the street. We thought we had shopped in some other places. And there's a couple things that we noticed. One is that everybody's just seemed kind of down. There was no hustle and bustle. It was depressing. And whenever we would come near a shop, people would close their doors and turn the sign around that said closed. And they wouldn't serve us. And we had to go back to the touristy place, which was brighter. And they had people working there. And there was, you know, kind of this attitude there. And the idea of the propaganda was, hey, look at how great we're doing. And I remember being on the bus and going through East Berlin. This is 1989, I think, maybe 1988. And they were bragging about the fact how uh, Gorbachev, had influenced new building projects in East Berlin. And there were still piles of rubble from World War II that had been sitting there for 45 years. And they were just now cleaning it up. And I remember the tour guide saying that there are 12 building projects now in East Berlin. It's a huge city, East Berlin, 12 building projects. And I'll never forget the looks on these construction workers' faces as we drove by. And there wasn't very many. So there'd be this huge construction project, but only a handful of people working there. And this one guy, I just have him vividly in my mind. He's standing next to a cement mixer. He's got a shovel, and he's just standing there frowning. He's wearing these overalls, and he just looked depressed. And I thought, no wonder they've only got 12 building projects going. Everybody's a miserable person here. And then you go out, and you go past the wall, and suddenly things get better. And, you know, when that wall fell a few months later, it was just very emotional to watch all of these people immediately fleeing East Germany and just getting out as soon as they can. It's an incredible story. And here's what happened is these people lost a part of their humanity in all of that going on in the Eastern Bloc because they couldn't really work according to how they were designed. They couldn't really work with any passion. They couldn't work with any dignity. There was something very human about the way God has made us that has to do with our work. The Bible actually tells us a whole lot about this. And the wisdom of work matters. And I think it's something important that as a church, as believers, if you're a believer and you're listening, our attitude about work, the way we do our work, even if it's a job we don't want to do, you know, the scriptures tell us to do everything as unto the Lord. You know, you're going to have jobs. I've had jobs before and even jobs I really like. As a pastor, there are parts of my job that I wish were not part of my job. And that's just, but it is, it's just something you got to deal with. That's the way it is. That's the way it is with every job. 
there are things you don't want to do. But we still have to do it as unto the Lord. And doing the best job we have, it's something that we can pass on to people. Do you have a story like that that you can pass on? love to hear it. 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. What would you encourage people with, with respect to their attitude toward work and how to do it? Proverbs has a lot to say about this. Usually it's making a comparison in the Proverbs, if you read through them, between diligence and uh, being a sluggard or being lazy, or it has to do with being honorable being or being disgraceful. And the Proverbs tells us this, that a wise person lives a fulfilled life with work. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways, and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it it stores its provisions in summer, and it gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, sluggard, when you get up from your sleep, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit, and scarcity like an armed man? Proverbs 10.26, as vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is a sluggard to those who send him. You ever send somebody to do something for you and they just don't do it? Vinegar to the eyes and smoke, uh, smoke to the eyes and vinegar to the teeth. Or vinegar to the eyes. I've had that feeling before, I think, with some people. Proverbs twelve twenty four: diligent hands will rule, but lazy, laziness ends in slave labor. Proverbs 13, 4, the sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. 22.13, the sluggard says, there is a lion outside or I will be murdered in the streets. I think that's a huge one for us today because aren't we so full of fear that we don't do some of the things that we really ought to do because we are full of tremendous fear. Proverbs 20, you know, fear of things that aren't really happening, fear of things that are just a very minor concern. Proverbs 26.14, as the door turns on its hinges, so a sluggard turns on his bed. That's the idea of hitting the snooze bar. They must have had a snooze bar back then. I don't know if it was a couple of rocks that you threw at the rooster, however that worked. There must have been some kind of snooze bar, and what you the idea is the door turning on its hinges. That's what you do in your bed when you hit the snooze bar. You just sort of roll over on your side like a door. That's not bad for a 3,000-year-old book. What I want to do is talk about it and take your calls. You're listening to Southern California Live. This is Pastor Scott Furrow. And you can call me at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I want to hear your thoughts about work, something that is good advice that you would pass on, or maybe you need some advice that uh, you can ask about, hey, what do I do in, in this situation? What are your thoughts, your questions, your input about the wisdom and the value of work? 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. It's, uh, it's hard to talk about because I think we just, we just have an attitude that's, that's different today, but we need to get this back. Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. There's not a lot in the Bible, actually, about building your own wealth. You know, really, a lot of it is about giving it away, right? But there are a few passages that are just very clear about everyday life, about the realities of life. That's what I love about Proverbs and the, the books of wisdom. It's just so nitty-gritty. Lazy, when you see that, it means, in Hebrew, it means slack. And it's the idea of uh, if you have a bow and arrow, it's strung, right? And if the string isn't tight enough, it, uh, uh, it won't shoot the arrow straight. It won't get there. And when it talks about being diligent, what's important there is it means smart work more than just hard work. And I think this is the other end of the coin. For some of us, we, we kind of worship our work, right? It becomes our idol, 
and we sacrifice our spouses and we sacrifice our kids, we sacrifice our health, we sacrifice other things on the idol, the altar of our work um, because we're so passionate about it or we want to make more money or we have some kind of of, uh, desire for it. Diligence in this place, it doesn't mean overwork. It means that you know how to work smart, knowing when it's time to harvest your grain, uh, knowing that you need to take vacations and days off, knowing when are the best hours to be open, knowing what classes you should take, knowing what is the best way to do what it is you want to do. The number here is 888-52-TALKS, 888-52-TALKS. Let's take a call here from Tony in Anaheim. Tony, welcome to the Southern California Live program. Hi, Tony. You're on the air. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, Tony. We're talking about work today. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I was calling because I, I couldn't help but notice uh, when it comes to a lot of hard work, uh, you also have to love what you do and be willing to listen to the Lord when he tells you to, to switch careers based on that same thing. Uh, I, I've been in construction for about four years now, and I, I love doing it, but the Lord has also told me to uh, pick up everything I do. He told you to pick up what? You, you clicked out there just a second. A security blanket. Oh, okay. Follow what he's calling me to do out there. And what did you decide to do? You went into construction? Yeah, uh, right now I'm doing electrical, and he's uh, calling me to go out there to start a business uh, and understanding that uh, starting a business and starting a finish, uh, by giving you I understand lo- that it's, it takes a lot of You know what, Tony? Work. I think we're losing you a little bit, Tony, here. Maybe we can get a clearer signal. I can come back to you after the break. I need to take a break if we can't appreciate that. And I'm glad that God is uh, moving you and giving you the faith to make some decisions there about your work. You're listening to the Southern California Live program. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. The number here is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Give me a call, and let's talk about work and what uh, you would give uh, as advice to other people about that. I'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow here today, and we're talking about the wisdom of work and going through some of the wisdom that we learned from the Proverbs. And also, we're hearing from you. If you have something that you would like to share about a great work ethic or the wisdom of work, something that you have learned, and that is especially important to to pass on to other people, to encourage other people, and especially with respect to their faith, because God has called us uh, to to work. It's one of the most amazing things, really, is that while work is a struggle and there's a certain part of the pain in work that comes from the fall, we have to remember that work itself was something that we were called to do even before the fall. It's something that's holy. It's something that we are, we are called to do, and God has made us to do that. So if you would like to call in and share your story, the number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Let us know the wisdom of work, something that you have learned or something that you have learned from somebody else that they have instilled in you that you would like to pass on. Right now on the phone, we've got Brenda from Covina. Brenda, welcome to Southern California Live. This is Pastor Scott. Glad that you've joined us today. Thank you. I really love the program. Um, 
I just want to pass on this thought. My dad was raised on a farm, came to California when he was 11, and worked, 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 selling papers, helping his dad through the Depression and all that. And um, anyway, he grew up to have his own business. He learned from uh, working from a man, and he trusted him so much he taught him the business. So he had his own business, and he always said he never wanted to be so busy in his business that he didn't have time to take the family on vacation or to serve the church. And that was the model I grew up with. And he put my sister and I through college, uh, Christian college, and uh, we both became teachers. We oh, both loved, loved, loved teaching. And uh, I retired because I had this terrible limp and going on like that. I didn't want to fall down on a kid and so forth. So I have retired, but I tell my fellow teachers, don't retire, because the minute you retire, everything slows down. Your body starts degenerating. And so work is very important for our physical health, but you have to really love what you're doing, that's for sure. Right. Well, hey, Brenda, thank you for that. I'm glad that your dad instilled uh, that work ethic in you, and that uh, I'll bet you pass that along to a lot of teachers and also students and uh, I think you mentioned you were a teacher probably here in Southern California. Maybe somebody is listening right now who was in your class. Think about that, that uh, you might have inspired them again. And, you know, she brings up something very interesting. She talked about uh, being retired. Um, one of the things that happens today is people retire and then they don't know what to do, right? And they do start to have physical things. And when we're talking about work here, we're not talking about necessarily work you're getting paid for. Sometimes you have to do a job because you've got to pay the bills, but there's something else that you're passionate about or something else that you like to do. Maybe you like to volunteer at church or you volunteer for some other organization, and that's really where God is, is calling you and gifting you, and that particular calling maybe doesn't pay anything, so you have to have some other kind of job, and that's how it works. But you can be passionate about that, and you can do your work there in such a way that it inspires other people. Uh, 888-52-TALKS is the number here, 888-528-2557. We'd love to hear your story about work, encouragement, something that you've learned about the value of work, the virtue of work, the wisdom of work, something you have heard from a mentor, something that really impacted your life greatly, 888-528-2557. Another proverb about work is Proverbs twenty-eight nineteen says, he who works his land will have abundant food, but the one who chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. I, that's an interesting one, isn't it? It kind, of, it, it kind of hits us up right there. I mean, the first thing is the one who works his land will have abundant food. You know, for city folk like us, we, we do have to, to work through that one. I read something once that said people who live in the city like Los Angeles or San Diego uh, that a large number of us have never have not put our hands in actual dirt in over a year, and uh, you know, for so many people, and historically, that's really odd. That's a really odd thing that we have office jobs and we have jobs where we don't know how to grow anything. And um, you know, I sometimes I think things are going to go super well for the United States economically, and jobs are going to expand. And sometimes I think we're all going to be farmers again. You know, growing our food. We better learn how to grow something. But the idea here is that the one who works, what they have, whatever they're given, they're going to have enough, and it's going to be abundant. They're going to have more than enough. The idea throughout Scripture is taught that we have abundance, that God has given us plenty. There is plenty for us. There's not scarcity, 
But there is an idea that we have to work for it, okay? And the one who chases fantasies will have his fill of poverty. I think for some of us, one of the things we struggle with, and I counsel people with this a lot, is that we're chasing fantasies, we're chasing some kind of job that uh, maybe we really want, we really hope to get that, but it's a fantasy. We're not good at it. We weren't really made to do that. Uh, For so many people, they just want to be famous or they want to be a professional singer or they want to do other things. Uh, This even happens in in the church sometimes, right? There's just something out there uh, that says, I want to do these jobs that appear to me uh, is something more important. And it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to chase fantasies. And we have to be real about work. And some of us are in, you know, pyramid schemes and other things. And I know there's some of that that's a legitimate business model, but it's only legitimate if you actually work. You know, these promotions they put out there that you can be, you know, financially independent overnight, you know, that uh, that's a fantasy, you know, for a very small number of people that works out. But most people in any situation have to work hard. It's just how it works. You're listening to Southern California Live. This is Pastor Scott Furrow. We're talking about the wisdom of work. And the fact that our work and how we do our our jobs, how we do whatever it is we're doing, doesn't have to be our paying job, but something else that we are giving our time to that we've been designed to do, how that's an apologetic, how that's something that actually impacts our faith in what we do. We've got, uh, you can call me up at 888-528-2557, 888-52-TALKS. Would love to hear your advice or your questions about work. What would you pass on to the younger generation? Todd in San Pedro, uh, welcome to the Southern California Live program, Todd. How is it out there? Uh, it's it's hot at working construction. Yeah. All right, <laughs> but, uh, and that's what I wanted to uh, call about. And um, yes, uh, I feel better. Um, <clears throat> I've been raised with good work ethic and everything, but in the reward of building something and accomplishing something and working on a crew, and um, well, I just want to address like uh some problems that we're seeing is you can't really find it's hard i know there's not enough workers there's like 10 million jobs out there nationwide and not and people aren't going right to there's, work. A, there's help wanted signs jobs, everywhere even if yeah. they're menial like i have a friend who owns a pizza parlor and they can only do pickup because they can't find any delivery drivers and then when they finally found somebody who seemed okay they wanted $25 an hour <laughs> to, to deliver pizza. Right. And, and, and they said, no way, that's crazy. Um, but also in the, all these kids, yeah, this entitlement of the, you know, influencer and get the number of hits or the make money easy. Uh, no, you have to start from the bottom and, and work your way up. Yeah. And that, uh, and they shy away. It, it, maybe it's not their fault, but uh, I see that the younger ones, I'm, I want to bag on millennials, you know, but um, maybe they weren't raised. I don't know. You just Everybody well, can't be a computer programmer. We need workers. We need construction workers. We need guys to dig the ditches, and it pays well, and to right. operate the cranes, and to fix the electricity, and the, the high-voltage wires, and the sewer pipes down the street, and and these are all very good paying jobs um trip you know um was it six figure incomes okay right Todd but how do we help the new generation understand that where do we go because that you know it's partly millennials but it, it's also it comes from the recruiting and stuff but 
but they think it's that hard work's either beneath them or uh, maybe, you know, when they they don't know what they're doing, nobody wants to be around something they're insecure. But, I mean, the skilled trades, the apprentices, you get paid to learn. You get raises every oh, yeah. six months. You have something valuable, a journeyman card. It's like it's better than a college degree because every place will gobble you up to, to go work for them. That's right. Um, and you have life skills, and you can go work anywhere, and it's transferable anywhere, any city, any county, any state. And, um, you know, even like elevator mechanics. Oh, my gosh, they, those guys. And uh, but Welders. I have a friend who teaches welding at the— They uh... haven't been raised around <clears throat> hard work or even like male, uh, male authority figures, you know, yeah. to where there is yelling and stuff, but they don't realize that— you know, you have to yell because you're you're yelling over diesel engines and generators right. and con- construction equipment, and you're and you're responsible for their safety. You know, yeah. they can't like take it personally. I don't. I worry about honestly our culture, our society, because there is no influx of labor forces and of uh, and the other guys are they've worked all their overtime. They're burnt out. They they're retiring, and so is all their experience and knowledge going with it and what's right. going to be the long-term effect here todd i appreciate your call i'm 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 coming up on a break okay. i gotta let you go but i i appreciate okay. i appreciate all of that and i think that those concerns are concerns that i have and one of the things that i'm i'm getting at for us today is what do we then do as the church as people who um, have a work ethic that comes from scripture where we can understand that work is something we are called to do that we're made to do that it is work in itself, hard work, whatever that is, is is something that is actually spiritual. How do we help the people that we know? You know, I don't know that we're going to change all the colleges and all of the, uh, you know, the churning out of philosophers that we have now who can't do anything. And you're right, we need more welders and we need people who can do a lot of these kind of labor jobs that are always going to be here. And they do pay well, you're right. What I'm looking at is how do we as the church and the influence that we have with the people that are in our life, the people that we interact with, our family, our kids, but also people that we know, how do we help them know the value of work? You're listening to Southern California Live. You can join the conversation at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. This is Pastor Scott Furrow. I'll be right back. Welcome back to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow on KKLA and KPRZ. It's great to be with you this afternoon. We're talking about work and the ethic of work, the biblical wisdom of work, the calling we have of work. Something that we are concerned uh, is that we're losing, and it has a tremendous effect on who we are as a people. And for us as believers, it's part of our apologetic, our, our attitude toward work, the way that we work. Uh, it matters. It is part of our example uh, to others, part of our ambassadorship of Christ. And so you can call in and share your thoughts about work, 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Let's go to Raul in San Diego. Raul, welcome to the Southern California Live Hi. program. Hi, Pastor. Uh, great topic. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, along with the, what the guy was saying before, as I... Um, the same things. I learned these things. I didn't uh, have a father, but I joined the Marine Corps, and I learned really early on uh, a lot of terms that were <laughs> really foreign to, I think, most people today. 
things like integrity, honor, mm. duty, courage, sacrifice, and uh, suffering. People do not know what these things mean anymore, mm. uh, much less are able to define them and pass them on how to example them or explain examples into the younger generation. But how these things benefit us as individuals that uh, are able to commit to something uh, like a work, a job, and be able to uh, stay at it long enough to prosper at it, to get to where we want to go. A lot of people they think, like, oh, they're going to be a doctor, you know, in a couple of years or, or, or tomorrow almost, and they have no idea the amount of sacrifice or suffering it's going to take to get to these things. Like that guy saying, I want to $25 an hour to deliver pizza. And right. you start by taking out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, Rule, thank you for your service to our country and for being a part of the Marines and uh, Semper Fi, which means always faithful. And uh, I have a, a nephew, a nephew-in-law, who's a Marine. He did three tours in Iraq. And uh, we are so proud of him. And he trains other Marines today. And those those values that you share uh, they're such a big part of what you do, and they are so meaningful. So I'm glad that you shared that with us today. Uh, Boyd from Newport Beach. Boyd, welcome to the Southern California Live Hi. program. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Boyd. How are you doing? Hi, Boyd. I'm doing great. Thanks for calling. Can you hear me okay? I can. Go ahead. You yeah, I'm a tradesman. I'm a carpenter. Uh, uh, my, my, back, my background is that I, uh, it was very really hard for me to learn how to read. I went to the second grade twice. Um, I did not uh, graduate from high school when I should have. I went back and got my GED. Uh, hmm. I went to Orange Coast College and and uh, found somebody that would would help me learn how to read. But uh, I just bailed on it. I was a surfer and I was doing that uh-huh. kind of stuff. But they, I, I helped build a house next door to where I lived, and that got me going with the trades and. Being in the trades, you don't you don't have to know how to read uh, well, and uh, and the, the the apprenticeships help you uh, from one level to the next until you can uh, perfect something and put it together properly. And uh, I just learned how to do that, and and it's been a blessing for me. I I have raised twin boys, and I um, have a lovely wife, and I'm doing good. I came to Christ in the midst of it, and. And uh, God bless. <laughs> Boyd, uh, thank you for your call. That is so inspiring. And I know a lot of people listening have uh, similar struggles and have uh, overcome them in different ways. And some people listening are just now uh, working out how to overcome them. And it's inspiring to hear your story. And it matters so much. And your accomplishments, I think they, they speak well for you and to your boys, of course. But they also are a part of your testimony in Christ. And uh, I'm glad that you uh, met Jesus in this process and that he's made you this way, and you can be proud of that. Um, 888-52-TALKS is our number. This is Pastor Scott Furrow on KPRZ and KKLA. Southern California Live program, 888-528-2557. We have just a couple more minutes. We're talking about work and uh, what the Lord has done. You know, Proverbs twenty two twenty nine. it says, Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. Here, the the word skilled means gifted, has an ability, a gift. And something that you have, and every single person has this, and sometimes it takes a while to find it. I think some of us 
uh, like our last caller, just had to work through a lot of obstacles that a lot of people don't have. He had to he had to repeat second grade. That must have been just terribly hard and something he carried with him, you know. But look at where he is now. If you see, if you are you are skilled and you realize that you have this gift, here's something to realize is that your skills are not an accident. Your maker made you this way, and your maker is calling you into a work that fits you. And I think that's a huge thing to remember, that your calling is not going to be into some kind of work as a job or career, but maybe as a hobby or volunteer service. Remember, it's not all about uh, not every job or not everything you're called to is going to make you money. You might have to do something else to make the money and then do your calling on the side. But your maker is calling you into works that fit you. He is not calling you into jobs that don't fit you. I can't even tell you how many conversations I've had with people about their promotion that they might get, and they say, yeah, I'm really great at my job, and I love my job, but I'm being offered this other promotion, and I'm going to make more money. And then I say, are you going to be any good at it? And they say, I don't know. I've never done it. And uh, so often, you know, we, we take jobs for the money or or prestige or whatever it is for the name on the door, and then we're miserable and incompetent, and sometimes we get fired. We have to do what God is calling us to do, and our gifts are going to tell us a whole lot about that. Uh, Leonard from Los Angeles, uh, you're on the Southern California Live program. Welcome, Leonard. Hello. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, Leonard. Oh, hi. Um, collect my thoughts here. Um, I was born into a family of uh, of 16, and I wow. told many about this. I am I'm a, I'm a black man, and my father worked very hard. He was able to raise all of his children under a blue-collar job. He used to tell me he had to sweat in the cold, cutting half mm-hmm. a cow at an hour as a butcher. Now, back then, that was a good enough job to raise a family back then. Nowadays, I, I'm not too sure it's the same. I, I do have a job that I've had for about 40 years now, and I'm a, I'm a commercial truck driver, but my job is very physical, even though uh, uh, people may call it a young man's job, but still I've done it all these years. And I make a pretty good living at it. But I can't say that is as equal to a lot of other jobs where people benefit and make more money as far as, uh, um, you know, maybe a white-collar job working on a, uh, on a desk. There are benefits for both. Uh, yeah. You know, I, uh, and, and basically that's my comment. I mean, I think, I think that things have changed. Where people are wanting more money, people that work for me, for instance, they want me to pay them 200 to 300 bucks for a day's work when they work like maybe four to six hours a day. Right. And it's hard to it's hard to find laborers who do what I do. But um, that's what we have these days because people are desperate, and it's hard for them to uh, raise a family making fifteen dollars or you know twelve fifty an hour. But that's right. Anyhow. Well, I appreciate your your work, Leonard. Thank you for working hard. And uh, boy, big family, sixteen, and uh, you know uh, what a great thing that your dad did by uh, instilling in, I'm guessing, all of you uh, this work ethic. And uh, I'm glad that you're doing that. And you're right; it's a different time. You know, I think part of the change. You're right; the things have changed in our culture, and I think we need to change back. It's part of the ethic of work, but part of the change is that our work isn't just for us. There is a part of work that is is for community in the sense that, you know, everybody should be able to have a job, that part of the idea of working hard or starting a business or whatever you're going to do, yes, part of it's for you and you're going to make a profit and do that kind of stuff, but also you're providing jobs for people who live in our town. 
you're providing um, a life and a living for more and more people. Let me just finish you uh, finish with this. There's so much more we can talk about. Colossians 3.23, the obvious passage here. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. You know, whatever it is you're doing, if you're working construction, if you have a white collar job, a blue collar job, if you, whatever you're doing, the way the Lord looks at it and looks at you is the same. And there's a lot of inequities in our society and people who get paid a lot for doing silly stuff and people who don't get paid enough for the jobs that they do. But I promise you something, the Lord knows what he's doing and he loves you for putting in that work as though you're doing it for him. Whether you are the next mayor of Los Angeles or your next job is pushing a leaf blower down Gower, whatever it is, do it as unto the Lord and know that you have received an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. And it's Jesus Christ you are serving in everything that you do. And when you do that, it will help you understand your calling. It will help you understand what God is doing in your life. And it might help you make a decision to stay where you are or move on. So much more we can talk about, but we're out of time. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, and we're on KKLA and KPRZ. It's great to be with you today, and uh, I'll be back here in just a couple of moments. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.